Timmy, Timmy Anderson, T.A., comes back, claps back, says, put a name on it so we can see who you talking about, brah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 3-0 Take, the official podcast of Dirt to Diamonds Baseball. Here are your hosts, Kyle Corwin and Nate Reyes. What up, what up, and welcome back to the 3-0 Take, the official podcast of Dirt to Diamonds Baseball. This is episode 60. I'll be your host, Kyle Corwin, and I'm here with my co-host, Nate Reyes. Nate, what you got for us today? Um, A little weird. So I was going through, I was cleaning out my car the other day, and I I had four of those windshield visor things, you know, like the little fold-up deals yeah and then you like pop out yep. yeah i had four of them in my in one car and i was a little worried about myself like age wise like my i feel like i'm getting up there in age if i have 17 different visors to put up do you have anything like weird in your car like embarrassing amount of something no, but I, I am that guy, when I go to Chipotle, I grab a stack of like 64 napkins and stick them in the <laughs> compartments. So. I 1,000% do that. I guess that's my thing. I definitely do that. Definitely do that. Back in my high school days, I may or may not have stolen some uh, some bottles of hot sauce from there too. Am I really going to have to go back and edit out your crime-ridden <laughs> stories? <laughs> Chipotle authorities are coming after me. Anyway, unbelievable. I think I'm 110 years old for having visors in my car. It's weird, man. It's a weird thing. I don't judge, man. I got a couple in mind too. Strange. Keeps the heat out, man. Especially now the summer's rolling around. The weird thing is that I've literally never used one. Like I have not used one of them ever. Yeah, I feel like it's one of those things that people have, but it's like never gets <laughs> used, and they're just like it's just there. I've never used it. I don't understand. I got two tucked in between like my center console and my passenger seat. And then I had two both in the package hiding in my back seat. Weird. It's just, um, I feel weird about myself. I don't like it. I swear the more we, since we've transitioned to this new intro or I just asked where your head's at, I've, I feel yeah. like I've learned more than I want to know about you sometimes. <laughs> I just—I don't know. Maybe we need to restructure the intro. I just—I'm wor- I'm worried where this is taking us. <laughs> real life. It's just real life talk. Nah, that's that's all it is. But anyway, let's get into some baseball history as usual. April nineteenth. Going to start us off with two points from the year nineteen twelve. The first one here I got is. As a result of the rainout on opening day, the Red Sox schedule a two-admission twin bill at Fenway Park starting at 10.30 a.m. and 3.15 p.m. Very odd times. Yeah. Giving morning fans the chance to catch... Giving morning fans the chance to see the end of the Boston Marathon and race watchers the opportunity to attend the afternoon contest. So that's actually kind of cool. 
big day in Boston. Keeping keeping both parties uh, involved in the in the festivities, giving each a chance to catch the other. Uh, the double... they also didn't have lights back then, huh? Um, yeah, 1912. I'm 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 gonna, gonna say, say no. no. Uh, the doubleheader is also washed away, and although a Patriots Day game will not become an annual event until 1959, the pairing of the holiday along with the big crowd gathering for the 26.2-mile run almost occurs a half of a century sooner. So 1912, the old uh, early Red Sox game slash Boston Marathon happened almost in 1912. So there's a little little nugget for you. Uh Moving right along here, sticking with 1912. At Griffith Stadium, prior to the Senators' 6-0 victory over the A's, James Sherman becomes the first U.S. vice president to throw the ceremonial first pitch on opening day. William Howard, get this, William Howard Taft does not attend the game due to the, due to the death of Archibald Butt, a friend lost in the sinking of the Titanic. Wow. Crazy. Unfortunate name as well. Archibald Butt. That's just it. R.I.P. But I mean, like, oof, what a wild yeah. name. Oof. What a name. Archie uh, Butt. <laughs> Archie Butt. Nineteen thirty-nine. At an informal press conference arranged by Universal Pictures, actress Dorothy Arnold tells Wire Service reporters that she and Joe DiMaggio are engaged and plan to marry sometime this summer. AKA during the season. Uh, upon hearing the news, the somewhat surprised Yankee center fielder makes it clear no ceremony will take place during the baseball season, but the couple will exchange vows in November. So, sounds like a little lack of communication. <laughs> Not sure what's going on there. Joe D, keeping it real. Like, if, if you're. Nah, he's if, not getting a wedding. <laughs> if you, if you're engaged to Joe DiMaggio, why would you think that you're getting married during the summer? Like, do you yeah. not know what he does for a living? <laughs> uh, oh, this this might be one of my favorite, Nate. This might be right up there with the uh, ice ice skating yeah. bullet point from way uh, back. I don't know. 1961, at Comiskey Park, Bill Veck employs eight little people to work in the stands during the White Sox home opener against Washington. The Chicago owner's hiring decision is a response to complaints that fans sitting in the box seats couldn't see over the vendors. (laughs) What? In other words, Bill Veck employs eight midgets to keep fans happy. (laughs) Is this for real? (laughs) That is such a gem. Oh, you're right. I, I love mean, that. that's got to be that's that's up there towards the top of our base. I history. love that. That is wonderful. Not to that mention, so little good. people is capitalized. <laughs> like I didn't know that. I didn't know that was a thing. Got to stay proper. Oh my gosh. Uh, 1997. I got I got a lot, as you can tell. I think I got six points. Mm. 1997. In the first major league game ever played in Hawaii, the Cardinals edged the Padres 1-0 at Aloha Stadium in Honolulu. The three-game set, known as the Padres Paradise Series, find the host dropping two of three contests to the Redbirds. 
Um, super down to bring that back. Likewise, but I had no idea that baseball had ever been played in Hawaii. Me neither. Not that's lie. why he needs to come back. I'm that's, super down for that. That's super dope. Super down. Uh, and lastly here, 1999, the GOAT, our hero. A sore back puts Iron Man Cal Ripken Jr. on the disabled list. It is the first time the Oriole infielder has been on the disabled list during his 19-year career. Freaking stud. What? Freaking monster. What a G. Also, well, first of all, that wraps up baseball history. But forgot to mention, <laughs> coming live to you from good old Centerville, Virginia, for the first time in the podcast history. Yeah. Back home for Easter, had to keep it relatively quiet because, you know, the fam's here and I'm not in my little walk-in closet, <laughs> a.k.a. recording studio. <laughs> so I'm just chilling here on the floor in our basement, just... Good old days, man. Making it work. Good old days. This is one of those things, man. We'll look back and be like, wow, recording from the basement of your childhood <laughs> home where we literally we were just talking about it where we grew up playing yeah but you and i little little nuggets playing backyard baseball in that room that you're in right now that was that was the room yeah good old days good old days you know what isn't good old days what aren't good old days proper grammar (laughs) uh what we're currently living in right now because the Red Sox got swept by a minor league team this week. <laughs> Can we just talk about how uh, pitiful things are for me right now? This is what we talked about last week, and this is what I asked you. And we can play back the audio at some point, I'm sure. But I asked you, I said, if you either win both or lose both, does it really change how you feel about how this season's going to end up. I don't even remember. What did I say? I don't remember either, but. <laughs> but so I guess I that's think, our answer. Pretty insignificant. I think it's pretty insignificant. And I we still talked about feel it. like it means like. Yeah. Okay. I think it means. Okay. I'll, what I will say is I think it means more for the Red Sox losing than it does for the Yankees winning. If that here's, makes sense. Well, here's what I'll say. I think, a, I think the fact that the Red Sox got swept is much more significant than if the Red Sox would have won both because this yeah. just adds fuel to the fo- the dumpster fire that the Red Sox organization is right now. Yeah. But if like the Yankees lose too, then it, I mean, literally you have nothing to lose that situation because you got, you're literally playing with triple a baseball players. Yeah. Of which are, of whom just dominated our freaking team because we're garbage. So it's like we you had nothing to lose in that situation and we just came out and fell flat on our faces. Yeah, I mean, all that to say I don't I I'm I'm dead inside. Michael Scott, I'm 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 dead inside. <laughs> I, I don't know what to say right now. It's pitiful. Um we were talking about this earlier. Do you feel like do you feel like Chris Sale, I know I know he, he lost. Well, he didn't he got the no decision, but do you feel like he looked better? Yeah, I'm. Or no, he did lose. I'm sorry, that was the eight nothing game, wasn't it? 
I'm not trying to be a jerk. Like I was, I was being serious. We don't have to talk about this. All right. So that was that. One. But <laughs> um, I think I, it was, I honestly uh, felt like he looked good. I'm just looking this up just to confirm. Uh, but yeah, I he did look good. Um, and I think he's. I think he's. Uh, yes, it was the eight to nothing game. Chris Sale now zero and four. Excellent. Um, yeah, he did look a lot better. But like I said, I just didn't think he was spotting up as well. His velocity was up. Something that's been definitely mm-hmm. a concern for a lot of people, <laughs> mostly Red Sox fans. Yeah, he's moving ninety seven, ninety eight around. Uh, yeah, he was getting up there, which was definitely encouraging. Um, but yeah, just wasn't. He's just not spotting it up, and just kind of adding to the narrative that none of our star players, really anybody on our team is performing well right now. I don't know, man. I'm still on the side that it's early and I, I don't know, dude. Like, I mean, for the, on the Yankee side, they went out and lost tonight for six, one to the freaking Royals. Like you, you really think that there could have been some type of momentum builder there and then you go out and lose. And I'm not surprised. I'm not at all surprised. Cause like again, like you said, it's basically a minor league team. I'm not gonna I'm not really that high on the two wins against the Red Sox. I think it was okay. I think it was you know, but it was clean baseball, and that's kind of what it looks like when they play clean baseball. I always talk about, you know, the three aspects. You got hitting, pitching, and fielding. And if you can get two of the three, you're typically going to win. They had, for the most part, all three against Sale. And then uh, pitching-wise, didn't look that great in the in the other game, but they snuck it out. So, like, or offensive-wise either, honestly, except for one swing. So, like, I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm not, I, I, <laughs> I'm not that. If I if I'm gonna say it, I'm not that big of a deal. Like I'm not feeling a big of a deal. Two ser- two game series and two wins. Like I don't know. I'm I'm not crazy about it. Here's the real question: necessary. Do you call it a sweep? Are you on board with calling it a sweep? Well, isn't this isn't this a two game set because of the two game set in in London? So that was my thing. Like I was talking with my boss about it today, and I was like, I th- he. Because we were like, why would you have a two game se- like? Why would you have two two game series? And I was like, yeah. I feel like you ha- you you're just taking a f- normal four game series and just splitting it up because you have like you can't make them play four games in London. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, that's, that's, that's probably my guess. So technically, no, because I feel like it's still part of that other sweep. So I can't say or other series. So I can't say sweep. All right, we'll put that on hold, and if you beat us both games in London, then we can look back on these. Officially call a sweep. Yeah, I'm down. That's fair. So put a pin in that. Yeah. We'll come back. Yeah. Don't count on it, because we'll be back by then. Don't worry. Yeah. We'll we'll figure it out. Do you, uh, truthfully, are you sweating it a little bit? Are you sweating it? Okay, so I'm not sweating it, given the nature of the length of a baseball season. What I am concerned about, though, is every game that you lose right now, you've got to win two to, like, bring yourself back. Yeah. And, like, catch up with the freaking Rays who are on pace for, like, 130 wins this year. So 
And if the division remains, if the division keeps playing like crap, they're going to win probably 145. So, <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm getting to the point. So it's, just, it's a deep hole. It's a very deep hole. And like I said, with every every loss, you're just digging yourself that much deeper. But I'm, I won't say I'm officially sweating it yet, but I'm, <laughs> I'm getting there. When do you, when do you hit, when do you hit panic button if they're still under 500? Like end of May? No, I'm going to hit the panic button if we get into May and there is no glimpses of positivity from any of our star players. Like if we continue, if everybody's just going out there and just playing completely flat, like, like Mookie's just out there continuing to struggle, sale, can't figure it out. Like price I, is like the only silver lining going right uh, now. Yeah. But, but like, what does that say about him? You know what I'm saying? Does that bug you a little bit that like he's, I, I don't know. There's two ways of looking at it. Like, yeah, he's kind of keeping them afloat, but at the same time, it's like, that's like when a, when a guy hits a dinger and they're up by, they're down by 12 in the seventh inning. You know what I'm saying? Like, was it that big of a deal? Yeah, I mean, really, it doesn't matter what our starting pitching does because our bullpen's just so shaky right now. And even if our bullpen does well, those are the games where we get blown out of the water in the first, like, four innings. So, yeah, like, I I don't know. I don't want to talk about it. They, they're making me so mad right now. Like it's getting to the point now where like, I'm not even mad. I'm just like depressed. Like, I don't know what to do. I can't get excited about baseball right now. Yeah. And it's probably convenient that I'm the, or it's probably good timing that I'm down here in, in my basement of my childhood home where I have to keep it relatively low key. Can't be hooting. Can't be flipping tables because I just I just don't have the energy to to do it right now. I'm just they they've sucked the soul out of me. I don't know what to do. Yeah, really don't. Can't be flipping tables. You know who would flip a table if they could right now, Nate? There it is. Take it, Randall Grichik. Yeah, (laughs) there it is. What a guy, man. Yeah, give me that quote. Give me that quote. You want this passive aggressive quote? <laughs> you ready for this? Yeah. He tweets, guys are getting a little excessive on pimping home runs, on meaningless home runs too. Act like you've done it before one time. And then our guy, Tim Anderson, Timmy, yeah. Timmy Anderson, T.A., comes back, claps back, says, put a name on it so we can see who you talking about, brah. <laughs> like for real though, oh, what is our yeah. guy? What is our guy Randall doing, man? Like throw his username in there. Let let people know who you're who you're ragging on. True, true. I mean, it could be in general, but it's just the timing of it. Um, Literally the day of. Where's Gritchick? Toronto. A freaking hole on the side of the road. I don't know. He's in Toronto, right? Yeah. So like all of his home runs this year are going to be meaningless. So I'm not Shoot. sure. I'm not sure why he's coming after our guy. Not to mention Toronto is like the home of this entire fiasco. 
Right. This is where it all started. Like, what are, what are we talking about? Granted, so his, granted, his tweet was about meaningless home runs, too. Yeah. But the first part of it was guys are getting a little excessive. Excessive? Yeah. JB started that. What are we doing? Yeah. And leave my guy Tim Anderson alone. Just leading the world in hitting right now. Just leave him alone. Hold on. Back up. Joey Bats. He hasn't followed you yet, has he, on Twitter? No. Okay. Well, you should probably count on it within the next couple weeks because he follows like a million people. <laughs> really? I'm not even joking. I'm I'm beast. I'm pulling this up for you right now. It's like That's it's awesome. A, it's a very well-known thing in the baseball social media world. Okay, here we go. He has 1.21 million followers and he's following 950,000. That a boy? Get out there. Can you imagine what his Twitter feed looks like? Just forever. <laughs> it's just like you're if you're you never see, caught if, up. If you see one tweet, you better like screenshot it because you're never finding that thing again. <laughs> wow, what yeah. a nightmare. But yeah, yeah, Timmy Timmy Anderson. Yeah. Leave leave my guy alone. Truthfully, the bat flip was I'm cool with it, man. Honestly, I'm cool with it. Like I'm more cool with it with the fact that he's a white sock and not somewhere else. Like, dude, that's like the White Sox are just so boring. They're so boring. Everything about the White Sox are boring. Hey, I hey, love... hey, hey, hey. They almost got Manny Machado, okay? Yeah. They're just relevant. All of, his, all of his friends and family members instead. I think I think it, they're boring. And the fact that he's doing it and he's showing a little hype, he's showing a little swag, I'm all for it, dude. Because now the White Sox are being talked about. Now Tim Anderson's being talked about. I'm surprised I'm saying this. I'm on the Tim Anderson side of this Gritchick versus Anderson debate. I'm going to play devil's advocate here. If Gritchick, to Gritchick's point, if this is a meaningless home run, why are we making such a big deal of it? Like in the in the grand scheme of things, if this is such like a like a pointless thing, like the timing of it is pointless, the home run's meaningless. Why? Why is he tweeting about it? Why are we? Why are we making such a fuss about it? Yeah, I mean that's true. If it's so meaningless, we wouldn't be talking about it. Um, yeah, I mean, I just, we never know what's going on inside the clubhouse. Like that could have been some kind of bet with a teammate or something like that, and that's why he turned and yelled. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that, that's, that's there had to be something there. That that was awfully random. Like, I yeah, was, like why now? I mean, but do your you thing, but know. it's just weird. You never know. It could be a little bet with a teammate. It could be something. But like, who cares, dude? If this is like some spark that gives the White Sox like a league versus the White Sox or league versus Tim Anderson, who knows what's going to come out of it? Because honestly, Gritchick's starting some BS, and I hope you see some teammate support from the White Sox. Some dudes next to that's playing next to Tim Anderson saying, nah, that's my guy. And I'm all for his flips and antics. I'm all for him firing up our team because God knows they need it. Like, there's nothing else going on for the White Sox. This Blue is probably Jays, the last time we're talking about them. Blue Jays, White Sox, Red Sox, Yankees 2.0. <laughs> Calling it right now. 
I'm super down. I, I want to see spikes up on a slide from Gritchick and Tim Anderson and just an all-out brawl. America's brawl. America's next greatest rivalry. Slash Canada. True. <laughs> America slash Canada. What a, what a headline. America slash Canada's next greatest rivalry. That's a quote graphic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> For all the times I've said that's a quote graphic, I've probably gone through <laughs> with it about 15%. Because if I actually made these things quote graphics out of context. People would hate us. Yeah, because that doesn't already happen. More. Yeah, people would hate us more. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just figured we, we'd mention that. Our guy Timmy A putting on a show. Uh, also, another guy that's been putting on a show. Not just this year, the last couple of years. Chris Davis getting a two-year, $33.5 million extension. That was announced, I guess, yesterday when you'll be hearing this. Um, I guess it comes out to, what, $16.75 million a year? How do we feel about yep. this? Too much, too little? Good deal, bad Ooh. deal? Way too little, great deal for the A's. Um, Seems to be the I trend realize, of these recent extensions. These teams are, yeah, seriously, getting off it's, a little better than the players. Strange. Um, I, I understand that he's thirty-one, um, but I mean, he's just really good at hitting baseballs. Okay, I mean, well, since let me he, ask you this: You said too little. What would it? What would the deal look like to you if you could if you could uh, write up the deal? Like are we, are, we increasing the the, are we increasing the years or are we increasing the, the dollar amount? I would say four years and I would say something like somewhere between 60 and 70. Wow. Yeah. That's where I would go. And I think that's pretty – I don't think that's crazy. I think that's pretty middle of the road. Um, since he came in – uh, with the A's in 2016, he's led the league in home runs with 143, tied for second in RBIs with 355, and fourth in extra base hits with 228. The dude hits. And, again, this is another situation where the A's, I mean, like, steal one. Just get away with one, man. Like, when's their new stadium going to be ready? I have no idea. Wasn't it? Uh, Is it twenty twenty one? I I gotta look it up because I remember in their like mock up pictures, it had the banner outside the stadium, and whatever year it was opened up, it had that year World Series champs. Oh yikes! Yeah. Um, oh yeah, that's true. I do remember that. Yeah, I just I think. I think Chris Davis deserved more, man. I mean, 16.75 is nothing to sniff at for one year. But again, like, I'm trying to base off of other DHs um, and other home run hitters in general. And the guy's leading the group. Like, he's leading the pack in a big ballpark. Massive. Coliseum is not small. And he is hitting balls out of there. 2023. 2023. Yeah, I at least sign him until the first year of that. That's what I would do. Um, so, yeah, that makes it four years. Um, I mean, he's, he's hitting 260 this year. He's leading 
leading the team um, or leading the league, I guess, tied for leading the league with 10 home runs. And he also has 20 RBIs. I I just think he needed more, man. I think he needed more, but he did come out with this quote saying, Oakland has been a special place for me since I arrived. I love playing here in front of our fans, and my teammates make me feel like a family. I never had the – I never hid the fact that I wanted to stay in Oakland because that is how I feel, and I'm glad I can continue to call the city of Oakland my baseball home. This team has a bright future, and I'm thrilled to be a part of it. Very Um, very Nolan Arenado-esque. Yeah, with a very, very, very much smaller paycheck. (laughs) Yeah. Very Nolan Arenado minus millions of dollars. Yeah. Um, I just think, I don't know, dude. It's just awesome deal for for Mr. Bean and good deal for the A's. I think they snuck this one out. But, yeah, I would would say I wouldn't have been surprised seeing four years in over 50 mil if that was the deal that came through. Yeah, I mean, that sounds pretty reasonable the more I think about it. It kind of caught me off guard for a minute just because you had mentioned his age. As f- I thought four years, eh, but I mean. Getting him to 35 years old. Yeah, I mean, a lot, of these, a lot of these mega deals nowadays are carrying guys into their mid to late yeah. 30s anyway, so it's not that big a deal. And with him DHing a lot, I feel like he's saving his body a little bit, you know? Right, and he also he also just seems like one of those guys that fits perfectly into that role of like, we're going to keep you around even if your production like kind of falls off the table a little bit just because you're like our guy. Yeah. And like, yeah. you'll still be able to produce somewhat. So right. I, th- yeah, I, th- I think that's probably a better call or would have been a better call if, uh, they maybe bumped up the years and the, the dollar amount a little bit, but yeah. all, all that to say, obviously good for him getting the money. But like you said, I think, I think the A is definitely made off a little better with this one. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what's going on, dude. Like, I don't know if there's some type of there's something under the the, the table that people aren't seeing with these smaller deals for players. So, with that said, I feel like you're kind of alluding to our uh, our young guys on the Braves down in Atlanta, but. Uh, a point that was made that I I think is a a pretty legitimate point that holds a little bit of weight is like these guys, maybe not necessarily Chris Davis, because I don't, I don't know his backstory, but guys like Acuna who have never, they just, they've come up in, in places where they just have never seen anything close to that kind of money. Yeah. Like, it's not as surprising when you put it into that context that these guys are so quick to pull the trigger, not to say that they're not being smart about it or like they're, they're not weighing their options very well. I mean, you have to keep in mind, they are young guys, but I mean, there's, there's people definitely looking out for them in that regard, but at the end of the day, they, I don't think, I mean, I can't speak for them, but I would think, that they personally wouldn't be upset with that kind of deal. Like even if people are like, Oh, you just got ripped off. They're looking yeah. at it. Like I've never seen this kind of money in my entire life. Like yeah. I, it's still, I am just it's still fine. big. It's still big boy money. Right. So, I mean, kind of putting that into context, it makes sense. But with a guy like Chris Davis, I don't, like I said, I don't know his backstory. Like, I don't know his kind of 
financial upbringing. So I don't know like what that kind of money looks like to him, but yeah, I think across the board for a lot of these younger guys, they're, they, they've come from situations where they, they just haven't seen money like this. And so they're, they're excited about sticking around for a few years, even if it means them getting a little bit, uh, of the shorter stick in, in terms of deals. So, yeah, I'm just questioning what's going on with agencies right now. Yeah. Like we just we've seen opposite ends of the spectrum as far as the way agents have represented their guys this year. I mean, obviously with Machado and Harper at the beginning, um, you know, waiting it out, trying to get the biggest bag. Now we're seeing agents that are just like, I don't, I don't know what that conversation is like. I'm not, you know, I'm not sure, but I gotta feel like one of these agents has got to say, "Hey, here's what you know." the Braves slash A's or whatever is that here's what they're offering. I think I can do better. Give me more time. I feel like that conversation is not being had. I think it's just saying, here's what they're offering. What do you want to do? You know? Yeah. I mean, I'd love to be on a fly on the wall for those conversations because you, you never know like how much, like if you're looking at a pie and you're breaking up the percentages of like, okay, how much of it is this? How much of it is this? Like there's a lot of factors that go into play. It's like one, it's how good are their agents? Two, what are these organizations like? What is their approach? Are they trying to rip their guy off, or are they right. trying to like be loyal to a guy that's performed well for them? And then three, I mean, there's there's presumably more factors that go into it, but three of the main ones, in my opinion, the third one would be how how willing are these guys to take the quote unquote hometown discount. Like you, like yeah. Chris Davis made it very clear he wanted to stick around. So it's like, rather than get up in a in a fuss with the with the front office, maybe he just looked at this and was like, "Sure, I'll take it," and then we can renegotiate a little bit down the road. I do, I do think I'm I'm going to say it's on the good side for baseball in general. I'm going to say this is good for baseball. I'm going to say this is this is all bad for players when this agreement is going to be negotiated the owners are going to look at this side and say, well, you have these all-stars and potential hall of famers signing these deals for this amount of like this amount of money. What's the concern? If you have players, you know what I'm saying? If right. all the players stood together and said, no, I deserve more then we would really have an issue, which is bad for baseball, but it's players sticking up for themselves. Now we're seeing too many examples you know, depending on what side you're on, there's too many examples of players signing for dirt cheap and the owners are going to be like, well, I can sign this guy for this. So why are you worth that? And that's only going to get, you know, so I think we're trending towards the younger guys. I think we're trending towards guys coming out of the minor leagues earlier, which is good. I, I think good for baseball, but I think what's bad for baseball is, is we're going to see guys, you know, cons- you know, baseball is going to consider 31 years old being old. It's not. You know what's good for baseball, Nate? What do you got, man? Enabling fans to save money on the purchase of their tickets. Say say that word again. What did I say? (laughs) I don't know what you said. Enabling fans to save money on the purchase of their tickets. I did not hear enabling. I heard something else. What could you have possibly heard me say? (laughs) 
That's why I didn't know if it was a word or not. I heard nadling. And I was like, I don't know what that is. I know it's good for baseball, Nate. Nadling fans, the opportunity (laughs) to save money on tickets. No, but in order to nadle these fans, the opportunity to save tickets. Save tickets? Save money on tickets. (laughs) So you got me all messed up, man. It's 2.33 in the morning. Trash. 2.33 in the morning. I'm sitting here trying to read a SeatGeek ad read. (laughs) But in order to nadle these fans the opportunity to save money on tickets, we're bringing you a SeatGeek promo code. SeatGeek. It's the answer to all your ticket needs. Are you looking for tickets? Do you have plans with friends or family to make it to an upcoming game or concert? Or are you even looking months ahead to nail down a date to get tickets before they sell out? With SeatGeek, you can find tickets to games, concert shows, and even theater performances with just a few easy clicks. We're making it even better for you if you're a first-time user of SeatGeek. The next time you add some tickets to your cart, use our promo code DTD at checkout to save $20 instantly off your first purchase as a first-time user. That's all you got to do to save some of that. Soaking wet, hot, steamy Cash. Cold hard cash. Enter promo code DTD at checkout. Nate, I think you got a little game for us. Is that correct? I do, man. I do. I'm going to put you on the spot because it's about time. Honestly. You ready? Let's do it. This is the who's having a better season so far game. Ooh. Okay. So I'm going to name two players. You choose one of those players, and then I'll read out the stat lines and let you know. Yeah. You ready? Who's having a better season so far? Chris Bryant or Gary Sanchez? No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Chris Bryant or Gary Sanchez? I'm going with Gary Sanchez. Very good. Gary Sanchez is hitting 268. 330 on base, slugging 732, has Imagine six jacks. Imagine batting average is a relevant statistic. <laughs> At 11 RBIs. Chris Bryant is struggling, guys, big time. Hitting 219 on base percentage of 324 and only slugging 344. Has one home run and six RBIs. Something's going on. Yeah, you want to talk about a soaking wet, hot pile of whatever you said. <laughs> Chris Bryant's uh, stat line. Jeez. Next one. I feel like this is a little bit of a soft toss. Uh, Whit Merrifield. I thought you were going to say soft or, taco. Or Robinson Cano. Um, I mean, Whit Merrifield had that hitting streak going. So, I mean, just off of that, I'm going to go Whit Merrifield. Eh. Very good. Let's go. Robinson. Robinson Cano has had a rough year. Yeah, like, I feel has like struggled seen, a little bit. <laughs> I feel like I've seen dingers all over Instagram from him. The truth is he's only hitting 192 on base of 253 and slugging 329. Ew, that's two, disgusting. Two home runs and eight RBIs. Whit Merrifield is hitting 320 on base of 350, slugging 493, has 24 hits already. And five stolen bases. So that guy's uh, the guy's looking like at least four tools. Maybe not five. Doesn't have the pop, but still not a bad year. This one's fun. Who's having a worse year, Kyle? 
I guess I should. This is this is. I'm gonna say better season, but like they're both bad. So we'll we'll, we'll keep it with better. Who's having a better year? Okay. So basically, you're telling me that both of these are just terrible. So it's who's having the better of the worst seasons. Yes. Shelby Miller or Steven Strasburg? Oh God. <laughs> uh, I got to keep the streak alive. I'm gonna say. Shelby Miller. God, I wanted to say Steven Strasburg. Strasburg has had a better year. He is one and one in four starts. ERA of five five six in twenty two and two thirds innings pitched. Shelby Miller is looking rough. That's like half of Chris Sale's ERA. Oh and one in three starts has an ERA of nine even. In ten innings pitched, mm. yeah, yeah, couldn't have told no you that. I didn't know the first thing about his stat line. Yeah, this one's a toss-up. This one's tough. All right, Josh Hader or Trey Buttry? Josh Hader. It's closer than you think. Josh Hader has ten innings on the year. ERA of .90 and 18 strikeouts. Trey Buttry, seven and a third innings. ERA of zero and 12 strikeouts. A little bit of a toss-up. So I'll give you the Josh Hader one just because he has a couple more innings. But the truth is, Buttry hasn't let up a run. So, And who is he with again? The Angels. Yeah, well, Josh Hader is on a team that's actually going to make it to the playoffs? Well, according to me, not to you. That's not a part of the game. This one's good. I'm going to remind the people every episode that you said that. Uh, Trey Mancini or Trevor Story? Ooh. I'm going against my gut here, but I feel like it's Trey Mancini. Yeah. Let's go. Trey Mancini is hitting 320 on base of 373 and slugging 640. Has six home runs and 12 RBIs. Trevor Story is hitting 257, 325 on base, 443 slugging, four home runs and 10 RBIs. It's not a horrible year for Trevor, but give him a little, give him a little credit, my guy Trey. I need to be on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire or something. Here's a good one, bud. Here's a good one. Austin Meadows or Jose Altuve? It's Austin Meadows. Yeah, man. Hitting 349. I'm so good. On base of 423, slugging 683, six home runs and 17 RBIs. Jose Altuve, even after his tear, hitting 310, on base of 359, slugging 640, uh, 634, and seven home runs and 13 RBIs. Not bad, right? Altuve is so bad. I'm scared. Terrible. Terrible. But uh, yeah, man, that's our that's our game. Better season so far. Game. I killed it. You did well. Five, what five for six? You had six, right? Five for six. You only messed up the Shelby Miller one. Let's Oof. go. Honestly, had to. I didn't even know he's still in the league. And I'm gonna give myself a little credit here. They both are having a terrible year, so it's like... Yeah, it's pretty much a wash. Truly a toss-up. Yeah. 
And uh, to, to I'm going to drop a little nugget on fans. I don't know if everyone knew, but I think they knew about the Shelby Miller for Dansby Swanson trade. I think they all knew Oof. about that, right? Crazy. You know who else was included in that trade along with Dansby Swanson? Lou Gehrig. Ender Inciarte. Ooh. Yeah. Starting center fielder who won a gold glove last year. Pretty uh, pretty crazy. That was a like one of the worst deals ever. It's all hindsight, man. That's how this stuff always happens. It's rough. Super rough. Yeah. You know what's not rough, Nate? Ah. The fact that we have seven DMs. I'm pumped. I like asking you questions. It feels nice. I'm not gonna lie, man. If if I was this good at answering questions all the time, we could just make it a permanent <laughs> thing. I mean, uh, I like showing off my my intelligence slash guessing skills. All right, buddy. Oliver asks thoughts on the twins. The twins. Um. Well, they're. In Minnesota, <laughs> um, they're in the Central Good. with the Cleveland Indians, Good. who are also pretty good. Um, as we said, it's going to be a cakewalk for the Indians this year, as it will be for presumably the rest of time um, until baseball disbands as a, as a sport altogether. Yep. Um, but that doesn't take away from the twins this year. I think the twins will will put together quite the resume uh, when it's all said and done. Uh, but I I still do not think that this is the year that uh, they they leap the Cleveland hurdle. Yeah, I think they're playing good ball. Rocco Baldelli is doing a good job, but. Uh... I think you're right, man. I don't, I don't think it's I don't think it's that that year. Uh, Tyrone asks favorite dog breed. Uh, there's only right. one answer to this question. Yeah. If you own a dog and it's not a golden retriever, you don't own a dog. <laughs> you own some variety of cat. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say on that matter. Actually, uh, actually, any lab can serve as an honorable mention, but outside of that, what are you doing? <laughs> I've always wanted like a half wolf, half husky. Huskies just too, terrifying. yeah. Husky, huskies. Make... I just want them. I just want them to terrify people while I'm walking them down the street. Yeah, huskies make the honorable mention list as well. But yeah, um, Oaktown fan twenty six. Our guy asks: Mookie is three for his last twenty eight. Chris Davis is four for his last twenty eight. What's going on? Um, I think it's right there, man. The proof's in the pudding. Mookie's three for his last 28. Chris Davis is four for his last 28. Uh, really not much more to say on that. We know how bad Chris Davis has been recently. But we also know that now, thanks to Oaktown Fan 26, that Mookie has been worse. So I really don't know what to say about it. I don't know what's going on. I think somebody might have poisoned the Gatorade cooler up in Boston. I don't know. Everything's fine. He's going to be fine. Let's be real. He's a good hitter. He knows what he's doing. Um, repeat question. Well, not repeat question. Repeat fan. <laughs> Different See question. See what you did there. Fan. 
<laughs> Oaktown fan. Fan. What is your logo of? It looks like a basketball court slash baseball diamond. No, so just giving a little plug to episode 30 of the podcast, a.k.a. the story of Dirt to Diamonds Baseball. Uh, pretty sure. What did wink, I say? Wink. No, you said 30, so I was just saying 3 yeah, that's why. Yeah, that's why I did it. Yeah. I believe I mentioned it in that episode is we went, or rather I designed it because I came up with a name first, and then I was like, all right, I need a logo. And I wanted it to be like a home plate of some sort. So I just took the... Uh, the D, the T, and the D, and just kind of put them all together. So if you look at the logo, it's like a D, and then in the middle there, there's the T, and then there's like a <laughs> backwards D, and that's my logo. There you have it. Yeah. Bingo. Eddie says, if pitchers don't want to get shown up, don't throw meatballs down the middle. Eddie, I agree. I think Tim Anderson agrees. Um, I think Randall Gritchick probably wants to know your address. He probably has uh, a little something he'd like to say to you. He probably just wants to talk. Yeah, Eddie's no longer with us. Eddie's been kidnapped by Gritchick. That's true. Taken, back, taken to Canada, Great White North. Anthony asks, can the Red Sox just come out and tell us we're on punk? Um... No, Anthony, unfortunately, I think this is just a sad state of life right now. This is just the reality of of what we're what we're witnessing unfold before our eyes. This is this is pathetic, terrible, just poorly coached, poorly played baseball. There's really no other way to say it. This is just awesome. downright depressing. Awesome. And now I'm going to go jump into traffic. So <laughs> Tony asks, when are you guys going to get some merch out? All right, Tony, either you're somewhat new and haven't caught one of the episodes where I mentioned it at the end, but we do have a shop. It is shop.dtdbaseball.com. Haven't put much up there within the last year or so. Um, Mostly just like throwing some stuff up there with the logo on it, the podcast logo. Uh, but as we as we progress with the show and uh, build up our foundation with our our little inside jokes and the culture we've built with you guys, we're gonna get some mannequin stuff up there. We might even get some. Who knows if if they go on to make a run this season, we might get some Rampate Bay's gear up there. Who knows? We're going to get some Nate quotes up there. Don't need that. We're absolutely getting Nate quotes up there. But, I mean, if you all have any ideas or of stuff you want to see up, just let me know, man. I can make it work. But to answer your question, we do got some stuff up there right now, shop.ttbaseball.com. Welcome aboard, Tony. Appreciate you. That's it, man. That's all the DMs. That is all the DMs, and that is all we have to talk about. Look at that, under an hour. Yay. That's kind of the goal, right? We're we're shooting for like 40, 50 now. Need that, yeah. Need that for the fans. Need that. (laughs) Uh, Don't need that. Needed that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) 
but yeah, that about does it for us. Nate, you got anything else? Nah, man. That's uh, that's it for me. Closing it out. First episode from Virginia in the books. Big Nova. It was a pleasure. It was a pleasure yes. to to bring the the world of Virginia into yeah. the lives of our listeners. Centerville with the R E people. Centerville with the R E, not C N T R E. But anyway. You got anything else? Is that it? That's it, bro. All right. Well, be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to it and leave the rating interview. And when I say that, I'm serious. This isn't just part of my outro. I want you, if you hear this, which I know you do because you're listening to it right now as I speak, go to go. the part, part of the podcast where you podcast. can leave – the rating and review and five stars would be great. Sorry, would I stole your stole your thunder a little legit. bit. Yeah. Stole your thunder. Nate, how many stars? Um, the number of times Dustin Bedroya has been on the I uh, All right. Uh, <laughs> as I always say, wow, that's a lot of stars. <laughs> um But anyway, yes, go to the part where you can leave the rating and review. And again, five stars would be great, but the review is really what gives us entertainment. I like going back and reading what you all have to say about us. Even Please. if you even if you want to rip us, that's fine. But just like at least be nice on your way out and leave five stars. Like, <laughs> like if you want to rip us and say our takes suck and that we don't know anything about baseball, that's fine. Just leave five stars. And we'll, like we're both we both win in that scenario. That's that's what we're here for. The win win. We're we're here for for equality. Okay. Uh, but yeah, leave the rating, leave the review, and uh, maybe we can be best friends. Uh, as always, Indeed. thanks for tuning in. We'll catch back up with you guys early next week. Don't go chasing curveballs, guys. We love you all. And as always, we're looking forward to talking more baseball with you guys soon. Until next time, stay filthy. What the f- time you to take? You take! Don't tell me you don't see it! You f- luck! You understand?